We often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Roz Kincaid. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Roz Kincaid. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time of day it is in your part of the world. What's up? And welcome to another episode of Soul Healing Conversations. You can connect with me at rozkincaid.com or at Soul Healing with Roz on Facebook and Instagram. I hope you guys are doing well today. I hope you guys are making the best of things. Lord knows we all still have a lot of work to do. And notice I said we all because it's just not one person that's going to make change happen. We all have to put our hands in and do the work. So over the past few weeks, I've noticed a recurring theme uh, with my clients. They come to me with this feeling of being stuck and, you know, not sure which direction to go. And in my work, I noticed that some of that stuck feeling um, is attributed to family dynamic and pathology And some of it is attributed to us not really having clarity about what it is that we want, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, feels what does not feel good, or just not paying attention to our bodies, what we're feeling in our emotions, what we're feeling in our bodies, and some of the changes that are going on around us. Because when things happen, when things tend to shift and move around us, they're not only shifting and moving around us. It starts from the inside. So if you're feeling something on the inside that's starting to shift and move or feel some kind of uh, contrast, you got to pay attention to that because the things that you don't want or the things that don't feel good are just as much an indication of what feels right and feels good to the direction that you should be going. And so we're going to get into that a little bit today and kind of dive in from a different angle from a from a, a planetary and, and science angle. So hang on to that thought. And hopefully today, by the end of the show, you will be able to at least, if nothing else, have a resource to get some clarity, to get unstuck, or another resource to get unstuck and, and have some clarity. So let's move on. <laughs> Before we get into today's topic, though, I do want to make mention of a couple things. If you are in the Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia area, I am seeing individual clients in person again and following social distancing guidelines for our area. I am still offering my services online for those who are not quite ready to have in-person sessions. So be sure you guys hop on over to my website to book a Reiki session, intuitive reading, a spiritual coaching session, or if you need some space cleared, I got you. (laughs) Secondly, I have all of this nice space on my radio show page and some extra commercial time on my show that's just waiting to be used. So if you are a business owner and you're looking for some advertising and sponsorship opportunities, then hit me up. Hit me up at hit me up at hello at roskincade.com or check out the media kit on my website at roskincade.com forward slash soul dash healing dash conversation. I would love it. I would love it, love it, love it if I could partner with other businesses to help expand your reach and grow your business because you know nobody can do this alone. You know, we we all can find a way to help each other in doing this. So All right, y'all. I have another intriguing topic for you today. So since last year, I have made it a point to have an astrological reading and have my birth chart read to help me understand and navigate some of these cycles of my life that, that I'm going through or some of the recurring things that I continue to see pop up in my own life, um, my everyday life. So most recently, I connected with a wonderful astrologer whom I really, really resonate with. And she pretty much read me for my life, literally. (laughs) And I got so much clarity about the direction that I'm going in. And it was so good and so refreshing that I wanted to share her with you all. So joining me in conversation today is Juanika Dunn, a.k.a. Miss Astrology, Juanika is an astrologer based in Texas. I believe that might be Houston, Texas. Um, yes. And she, yes. And she she has the acute ability to understand, interpret, and relay 
and most importantly, teach the language of the sky because the the, the sky does talk. There's chatter in the sky, y'all. <laughs> she offers a personal birth chart readings, obviously, as well as some online astrology classes. So welcome to the show, you guys. Welcome Juanika Dunn, a.k.a. Miss Astrology. Hey, Juanika, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I, you know, after... I knew I was coming like last June, I had my had an astrology reading from another astrologer mm-hmm. in the on the East Coast. And I said, you know what? I think I need somebody else's somebody else's flavor <laughs> on this, uh, you know, because, you know, everything doesn't work for everybody and everybody's not for everybody. And it right. just felt like I was in a different place in my life that I needed something different. But I knew that I wanted to revisit my birth chart to see what was shifting and changing because I could feel the shift and the change. Mm-hmm. And so I, I girl, listen, I got on <laughs> Instagram and um, I looked up uh, black astrologers because hey. I, I'm, I'm trying to connect I, with other people who look like me that do right. what I do or similar things that I do. And right. I saw you and I li- looked at your videos and I was like, oh yeah, she's it. Because I, I don't <laughs> know, it's just it's just the way that you deliver the information Thank is it's so down to earth. And girl, I just I appreciate you for what you're putting out there and the way that you're putting it Thank out there. You. I can tell that it's coming from a good place and it's pure, right. but it's like no cut cards either. Right. <laughs> and that's well, that's mean. all the Sagittarius in me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're pretty feisty and straightforward and blunt, and it's a lot of truth and wisdom. And what we give. So I'm just, I thank you for saying that because it's, a, I'm often nervous to put the information out there because so many people like to challenge astrology mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not really up for a challenge. I just want to teach you. But what, what I'm learning is that more people are finding answers. And even though I, it's definitely a science, I consider myself an intuitive astrologer. Mm-hmm. So I've, I study the, the science and I know, you know, the keywords and the scientific part, the astronomy part, all of that, the math, I get that. Um, but I also always, always pray, always get in touch with spirit before I give a reading every single day, always give things. I consider it a gift. And so I use it accordingly. So that's why I think that I resonate um, because it's like this is this isn't really just me talking. This is more mm-hmm. intuitive science mm-hmm. to you. And I have to really like sometimes guard myself. I'm like, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. And spirits like, mm. but you need to tell them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you need yeah. to you need to give them what they don't want to hear, but need to hear. Right. Not always right. about what you want to hear. But it's what you need to hear. And and you know what? That that I think part of that too goes back to people feeling stuck. They don't want to hear the right. truth. They, you want but the truth, I, but you don't want the truth. Right. Well, the good thing is when they come to me, they really are needing to hear it. Mm-hmm. And so I just figured, listen, I'm not doing anybody any good by not telling you what you need to hear. You done already paid your money. <laughs> <laughs> you have already given me your birth information. Let's get to it. And it's really, I wish that I would have known some of this stuff specifically around 25 Right before I went into my first Saturn return, I wish I would have known to consider the stars in my decision making. I think a lot of us, if we could know a little bit more about that, we would have utilized it. So, but nonetheless, here I am now. Here we are. are. And so you you kind of started down the road a little bit about your path. So tell us a little bit more about about yourself and in what your path was to becoming an astrologer. Well, I mean, honestly, um, my to be becoming an astrologer really came from a quest and a desire to know myself. Mm-hmm. So in um, 2011, I went through a divorce and there was a lot of chatter like among friends and family as far as how I handled the divorce um, emotionally and um, all of that. So really wanting to get to know myself, I was like, why do I seem so unbothered? Even though I know that I am like why most people after being married for all this time would do this and that. And then what I realized, I said, well, I wanted to find out me. Like, why would I behave in such a way? So I always knew that I had a Sagittarius sun, um, but I didn't also realize that I also had a Sagittarius moon. 
So essentially the moon was in the sign of Sagittarius when I was born. And so this means on an emotional level as well, not just on a physical expressive level, but on an emotional level as well, I tend to run <laughs> like a Sagittarius. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So once you know that about yourself and you start to dig a little bit more, and then I found out the things that I was naturally really good at and where I really could kind of lean on this to make me feel better. Also where I needed to lean in some more energy to learn and grow and be more disciplined. And really the more that I learned, the more that I confirmed just Mm -hmm. with watching the planets, just paying attention. And it was so amazing. I started giving all my friends and families birth chart readings, whether they wanted it or not. And then it just grew from there. (laughs) Wow. That's, Mm -hmm. that's interesting. You know, it, you know, and I want people to understand that, you know, y'all, we just don't, so everybody don't come out the womb with this stuff. Like we, we have to have, it's our journey sometimes to have Mm -hmm. um, life experience to be able to catapult us or to push us in the direction of um, being gifted, whether it be in astrology or intuition or as a, whatever the case may be, anything, Mm -hmm. it ain't everybody's lot in life to just wake up, come out the womb you know, with the, knowing this stuff, like, there has is, to evolve. <laughs> right. There is no list. There is definitely an, er- an area. There's 12 areas of life in astrology and Saturn is in every single person's chart. Saturn is an area of your life that wherever that planet sits, you're not going to get a benefit from that until later in life. Oh, wow. And until maturity and until you learn the lesson, if you don't learn the lesson, you will not get the reward in that area of your life. It's different for all of us. It's yeah. So, so there's something that you you're gonna learn later, sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, sooner or later, it's, it's gonna come back around. Like like just as like the sun revolves and and all yeah. of that stuff, the le- the energy, the lesson comes with it too. I exactly. mean. You know, so you talked about um, your son sign and mm-hmm. it being um, uh, in Sagittarius, in the sign Sagittarius. Can you talk a little bit about the relationship between the planets and the zodiac? Absolutely. So if you, um, the way that I tell everybody is if you just kind of take a look from wherever you're standing, you take a look up in the sky and then you put yourself in the center and you make a 12 sections divided into a pie of 12 equal sections in the first section to the east of you or to your left at the eastmost that's going to start the very first sign and we'll just say it's Aries just for easier reasons because Aries is the first sign of the zodiac so you put Aries in the first I love Aries (laughs) and then you move from the first um, piece of the pie to the second piece of the pie is Taurus. The third is Gemini, Cancer. And then you move all the way around until you have all 12 signs. Then you take the planets. There's 10 of them because we do include the sun and the moon, even though they're not planets, they're luminaries, whatever mm-hmm. they're included. Mm-hmm. And you put them wherever they are, whatever sign they are in, in the sky. They're all in different signs because all the planets move at different speeds. Mm -hmm. They all stay on their own path across their journey through the Zodiac, but they're all at different speeds. So each of us has a different sun, a different moon, a different, I mean, we may have the same, but the, to have it all exactly the same is basically impossible. It's like 388,000 years or something, whatever. Mm -hmm. But so it's important to realize, I think that Depending on the energy of the planet, which is the most important thing to know in astrology, mm-hmm. that energy plays out within certain characteristics of zodiac signs. So depending on what sign that planet is in is how they relate to each other and how. So, for instance, let's just say right now, Mercury right now is the planet of thought and communication. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's in the sign of cancer. So cancer's characteristics are very emotional watery. and watery. It's the moon, it's mom, children. So that means the planet of thought and communication, the things that it's thinking right now are very watery. Does that make sense? It's very- yes. So it feels like all of your thoughts around motherhood, childhood, that type of thing. Nurturing, nurturing. your home, your yeah. past life, like those things. And it's past life or uh, past as far as like your childhood. 
Okay. You know, it's that's what a lot of us are feeling right now. So depending on where the planet is, its energy is played out based on the characteristics of the sign. So mm-hmm. that's how they relate to each other. And that's why it's important, I believe, for us to know more the planets than the signs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. When you break it down like that, it's, you know, yeah, you know, you, you know, you're an Aries or a Sagittarius, but what are the planets saying in re- in relation to that? I think that's the most important. And I picked that up um, from you, too, when we were in the reading, because I you mm-hmm. asked me, um, I don't know how we got on it. I think you might have asked me a question or I asked you a question and you was like, well, it's about the planets. And I was like, it's all about oh. the planets. It starts I didn't, there realize that it's all I like to give them in the the fact that you say relating and how do we how do they relate to each other they are all in a relationship with each other and they're and to me they're all um, like family members I give them all like you know who they are as far as the family members go so Mm -hmm. um so for instance the sun that's you of course but the moon that would be like you as a baby or even your mom Oh, um, yeah. To where Saturn is like your grumpy grandfather that, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. yeah, he's had his job down at the factory, factory worker. <laughs> he's a factory worker and he has a 401k and he thinks you just go to work every day from nine to five and he eats the same thing for breakfast every morning. And that's Saturn, like very disciplined. But the but the benefit of that discipline of that grandfather is at the end of it all, he's going to retire a multimillionaire because he was very disciplined with his savings, his 401k, the way he went to work. He never really gained a lot of weight because he ate the same things every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he was on this routine. So he still gets that um, kind of blessing at the end. So that's like Saturn's Jupiter's like the uncle, like the really cool uncle that um, never got married, never had children, traveled around the world, made a lot of money. You really don't even know what he did, but he has a lot of money and he has a lot of travel and he shows up sometimes and it's always so much fun. Look. And he brings gifts and then he's gone again. Look, you know who I thought of when you said, when you started Sagittarius. to Sagittarius. Tommy. Tommy from Martin. Yes. And you're like, he's so cool and he's around. Yay. You don't work. Like, did, you're like, like, what kind of work do you do? Oh, I do this. I do that. You got no job, man. But I got money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like just getting to know the energies and, and kind of the relationship, who the planets are. And then depending on whose house they're at is how they kind of play themselves out. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, it's, but I will tell you, it's, it seems like so easy or or simple when I say it, but this is definitely something that I've been studying for a long time. And I read about astrology every single day. Man, this stuff is intricate. Like it it can be. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, when you think about the relationships, like, when you go back to like grandpa, like he's deep. Where does where does this thinking come from? Why does Saturn act like this? What is Saturn trying to do and trying to enforce? And what good are these limits for? So, yeah, it can get deep because, say, for instance, it's our grandfather with these strict guidelines and protective measures. I mm-hmm. mean, it's really just protective measures. Wow. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, you mm-hmm. said something that made me think about... Um, Think about a, a client that I recently had, and we had he and I had talked about him growing up in a strict household and how his mom grew up in a strict household. And it just occurred to me it wasn't strict because I'm trying to control you, I'm trying to protect you. And and I, and I feel like right. that is what this energy is about. Is is not working against you; it's working for you, and you're right. resisting at times. It, yes, and I keep screaming the same message on every live <laughs> and everything that I'm saying on Instagram, like. This is their problem, y'all. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's not focus on that. Let's pull our lesson out of this. Let's see that we're protected. Let's stay together. Let's do us. Like, let them deal with that. Like, let grandpa sit over there and be fussy. We're not even going to mess with him. Let's go out here with our cousins mm-hmm. and decide what we're going to do to have fun because grandpa and their trip. And, and everybody, <laughs> every planet, everybody has a role to play. Everybody plays right. a part. There isn't any insignificance. Now, I I was reading. Um, I was going to ask you about the significance of the sun, moon, and rising signs, but mm-hmm. I was also thinking about um, where where the placement of soul purpose or purpose in life, like where does that live? Yes, that's a really good question. Um, it's in the North Node, mm-hmm. which is a medical mathematical equation. It's not an actual planet, but it's like a math towards the moon. 
So it's mm. going to be like a blend. It's a see, and that's the thing about astrology that a lot of people don't understand as well. It's a blend. Mm. We are not monolithic. So it's going to be a blend of your North Node, your Moon, and even we would look at what's in your tenth house or your midheaven, the very top of your chart, because your midheaven is really your social status and really how society sees you. Mm-hmm. Um, the rising sign is how you want society to see you. So it's oftentimes how you show up and they'll, they're typically the same element like air or fire or something like that, mm-hmm. um, or a compatible element. But the midheaven is really how society actually sees you. So you want to take your midheaven, you want to take your North node because that is the area of focus in this life in the area of purpose and where we should be headed. And then you want to mix it with your moon um, and your moon is where you're emotionally connected. Um, and that all those together are really going to give you an indication of what your purpose is. And I like to look at other placements to implement like how you can put money to your purpose, but coins. yeah, but that <laughs> might just be <laughs> some of my placements that always want to put money to purpose. So, um, but you know, it's some, for some charts that I read, it tends to be people whose North note is an indication of a lot of volunteer work or an indication of somebody who should really just travel and learn foreign cultures. And they're really going to find satisfaction in that. So it's not always really money associated. However, I, I can always give them an idea how to put some money to it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because <laughs> we need money, y'all. Yeah, we need money. It, it, yeah. it talks, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. So what I what I oftentimes find with people is that they they tend to use astrology to label <laughs> people yes Mm -hmm. and i and i and i want people my hope is that we as a people stop doing that Mm. (laughs) that is not let me tell you this exactly but let me tell you the first way that we as a people will stop doing that is when we take one moment to remember every single one of us has every single sign and every single planet in our own chart so when you hate a scorpio You hate the Scorpio within yourself because you can say the sun is in Sagittarius, but like for myself, I don't particularly care for Scorpios. I have a lot of Sagittarius placements, which means I can be blunt, very open, very straightforward. Scorpios are very private. They're very quiet. And to me, sometimes it comes off as sneaky. Mm -hmm. However, I have the planet Venus, which is relationships and even our value systems in Scorpio. So when it comes down to it in my relationships, I value privacy and I actually value. And if I lean into it more, can value more of the Scorpio part of secrecy, how important it is to be able to keep a secret, how important it is to be able to um, stay very private sometimes in relationships and also need to check myself that sometimes I can be on a power trip, which power and the need for power is a Scorpio thing. I can sometimes be on a power trip in relationships. So while I'm out here not liking Scorpios, I can act like a Scorpio when I'm in a relationship with you. So I need to check myself and not worry about what other Scorpios are. Everybody's a mirror. Like, I think you hit hit the nail on the head. The way you stop stereotyping people is to look at this stuff and use it as a mirror because what you see on the outside is a reflection of what's on the inside. And a lot of times when people say, oh, I don't like this sign or I don't like that sign, I can see exactly in their chart why they don't. Mm. Because they have the moon there or they have something relational there that's aspecting something else. And it's like, well, let, let me see about this area of your life and how you need to deal with this. And then it just changes the conversation. So, yeah, the best way to stop labeling people is to realize we all got all 12 labels ourselves. <laughs> there you go. Oh. <laughs> there you go. So, right. I mean... So much is going on, clearly, as we all know, going on in our society. Um, And, you know, just there's just a lot going on. And so other than relationships and, you know, other compatibility and what a birth chart can tell us about our relationships or relationship with ourselves, how can we use astrology to predict or forecast some of these environmental or societal changes that we're, we're experiencing? I think the first thing on the big on the big level, like everything that we're seeing in society. So for me, I would say for those things, just follow your favorite astrologer, 
because a lot of that stuff is pretty big. Mm-hmm. And the and so use kind of use that, I would say, maybe like news, but mm-hmm. like to get the news of kind of what's going on. But the air there, what you need to do personally for yourself has a lot to do with what the planet Uranus is doing in Taurus. And maybe we could talk about that. Like, I know we're going to take a break soon because I don't I don't really want to get into that because I feel like it's going to be a lot. Yeah. So but that's the area there is. The sky is telling us what area of life that we need to be focusing on for ourselves Mm -hmm. while also telling us the government, the traditions, the limits, all this Saturn Capricorn stuff. Grumpy grandpa Mm -hmm. is going to crumble down. It's got about three to four more years of doing that. In the meantime, we need to get ourselves together. And it tells us exactly what to do. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really oh, yeah. good. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, oh, y'all, it's there's a lot. Like, yeah. Oh, I do, yeah. I do want to say this really quickly because mm-hmm. I know we have put some questions together. So yeah, some yeah, of yeah. them I'm looking at and I think are significant. So the first one is like, what is the significance of sun, moon, and rising in your chart? And the sun, moon, and the rising, the rising is the eastmost of the horizon at the time of your birth. So the kind of the example I gave in the beginning, mm-hmm. the sun is your ego, your outward expression, your life force. The moon is your emotions, your home life, your childhood. Um, so these three parts of you really make up your personality. My my favorite analogy is to say that the rising sign is who you are when you go on a job interview and you oh. present your best self and you mm-hmm. put your good clothes on and, you know, you make sure you're good. The sun sign is who you are after you've been on the job for a little while and like who your coworkers know oh and my God. <laughs> um, after you relax, right? Ooh, the, moon, yeah. the moon is who you are at home after you go to work and that part that your coworkers never see. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, the part of you that, you know, you talk about work and you and you can a lot of times are a completely different person. So if somebody has, say, for instance, a Sagittarius sun and a Capricorn moon, so they could be a lot of fun at work and a lot of fun with their friends and be very strict and very like disciplined and emotionless even at wow. home. Mm-hmm. Very different person. So wow. the, then that goes to say how important is astrology and compatibility? The sun is important, but the moon is way more important that's that's, <laughs> that's who really you are, are at that's home. Who really are <laughs> that is who your spouse and your children get to see your family get the people that live with you get to see. wow and it's funny that you say that and real quick before we come up on this break is that <laughs> i was just on the phone with some co-workers today just doing a quick check-in nothing formal and they was checking in and asking how everybody was doing and the first thing i said well we got a fence <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a Taurus moon and I'm about oh, security. Securing the yeah. premises in a practical way. Yes. And securing my home. That like Taurus moon out. is like, I, I am proud of this. Let me tell you. I feel fits. good. I feel secure. And I'm sharing this with oh you. Oh my God. <laughs> crazy so that is hilarious i love it yeah. <laughs> we, a, we got a quick break coming up you guys and when we come back Juanika is gonna give us her astrological forecast and give us some insight into all of these shifts and changes what they mean so you guys stay tuned we'll be right back you have a passion and from that passion you've created a business but how do you market and grow that business Hi, I'm Emily of Shine Coaching and Consulting. I specialize in brand identity, website design, marketing consulting, and business coaching. I create a visual expression of my clients' ideas and help them develop a business strategy to meet their goals. Connect with me today at shinecoachingandconsulting.com. Be inspired. Be real. Be you. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-346-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. You are tuned in to Soul Healing Conversations. If you would like to reach Roz Kincaid or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at rozkincaid.com. Now, back to Soul Healing Conversations. Welcome back to the show, everybody. You are listening to Soul Healing Conversations. I'm your host, Roz Kincaid. And real quick, if you want to, again, want to work with me one-on-one, feel free to connect with me at rozkincaid.com. Um, also, if you're interested in becoming a friend of the show and, and want to sponsor or would like to advertise, check out my media kit also on my uh, my website or uh, email me at hello at rozkincaid.com for some details. So, all righty, y'all. We are here with my guest, Juanika Dunn, a.k.a. Miss Astrology, and we're talking astrology today. Um, Before we get back into the conversation, um, Juanika, can you share with the listeners how they can connect with you after the show or if you have anything special coming up? Yes, I am um, on Instagram, MS Astrology, and I do post a lot there. I'm building my website, um, 1111astrology.com. Um, and MissAstrology.us. Either one of those goes to the same site. Um, you can book your readings there, and I'm going to be migrating more of my videos and my information there. I will tell you astrologically why before the end of this program. Um, but yeah, and if you want to book a reading, 1111astrology.com. You can pay for a book. It's an hour-long session, video recorded. Send you the video recording later, all questions answered. It's a lot of fun. I even have reviews on my Instagram page. So DM me if you have any questions. Perfect. Perfect. You guys, I'm also going to post Juanika's information on social on my social media outlets for future reference. I know I've tagged her in a few posts already. So thank you. Get on Instagram, look on there right now. (laughs) (laughs) So all right. So at this point of the show, Juanika is going to bless us with this awesome astrological forecast. And wanting whether we're able to articulate what's going on with us personally or not, I'm sure everybody can agree that there is something brewing in the air. Yeah, it's a lot. a lot going on. So and it's not done. No, it's yeah, not done. It's so not so done. what is going on? What what, what, what what really is going on? Yeah. Well, before I do that, you have there's just questions. Me, uh, Ross sent me a question sheet, <laughs> and there's some really good questions on here. And I'm a Sagittarius, you guys. I love answering questions. So, and I have a Gemini rising, so I definitely want to talk. Get the information. I want to answer a couple of these because I think they're so good. And then I will definitely tell you guys everything that's going on astrologically with the government, with um, the coronavirus, with all of that stuff, what to expect and how to prepare for it. But one question on here says, how can astrology help us improve or understand changes in our health? Mm, And I think that's a very good question Mm -hmm. because for each, every single sign, rules a part of the body and what you have to understand is in astrology the first house which is your physical appearance along with the eighth house which is a house of transformation and even can be a house of death it's scorpio's house when you have strong planetary placements there these are areas that you can or or not even placements at birth but when you have certain planets to go by them in transit because the planets are always moving you can deal with some health stuff. So it's very important to know your rising signs so you can know what to be careful of. So say for instance, you're Aries rising. This is somebody, Aries is the first sign, it rules the head. 
This is somebody who, if you're riding a bike, you really just always want to have a freaking helmet on. <laughs> I don't care if you've been riding a bike forever, you're more prone to an accident, especially if Mars is in Aries, because Mars is a fire sign, a warrior sign, or if Mercury is retrograding in Aries, where Mercury is our thoughts, our communication. If it's going in a backwards motion, you can misjudge something and find yourself in an accident as an Aries that injures your head. So you need to know if that's something that's going on or so whatever your rising sign is, you definitely want to do some research. You can, a quick Google will tell you the part of the body that that sign um, rules. And then I would just always take a little extra care of that side part of the body. Or if you're someone like myself who has a lot of planets in Sagittarius, you want to do what is best for Sagittarius. Movement is one thing, and for me always, and because Sag rules the liver, you don't want to drink. That's one sign that doesn't really want to do a lot of drinking or wants to make sure that they do um, regular liver detoxes. Mm. So there's parts of the body, astrology and health. You can Google it, or of course you can DM me or book a reading, and I can tell you as well. Another question that was on here says, other than compatibility, what can a birth chart tell us about relationships? So say you're in a relationship with somebody and otherwise y'all aren't compatible signs. Like let's say, um, shit, let's say really compatible. However, you can, if you'll you want to be um, proactive and you want to learn or you want to, you know, do your best in that Virgo needs time, Virgo needs a to-do list. Sagittarius needs freedom. Sagittarius needs treatment. So you learn your partner's needs Mm -hmm. and that will better the relationship. Mm, Also to understand Mercury in a relationship is very important because Mercury is how we communicate. So some people communicate straight to the point if they're earth sign. Some people communicate um, very emotionally and drawn out with long, ridiculous stories, maybe if they're a water sign. (laughs) So understanding where somebody's Mercury is definitely helps to, you know, make it easier or better compatibility in a relationship. Does that make sense? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Because communication is key. mm. Mercury's in retrograde, you guys. And this is what happens a lot of the times when Mercury tends to slow down. Communication tends to get jumbled up. And it's all good. And it causes us to slow down and pay attention. So that is why we have to pay attention to these planets and the shifts and the changes so that we know how to shift and move and make our own changes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You have a passion, and from that passion, you've created a business. But how do you market and grow that business? Hi, I'm Emily of Shine Coaching and Consulting. I specialize in brand identity, website design, marketing consulting, and business coaching. I create a visual expression of my clients' ideas and help them develop a business strategy to meet their goals. Connect with me today at shinecoachingandconsulting.com. Be inspired. Be real. Be you. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. (music) 
You are tuned in to Soul Healing Conversations. If you would like to reach Roz Kincaid or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at rozkincaid.com. Now, back to Soul Healing Conversations. All right, you guys, we had a few technical difficulties we needed to work through. I think we have Juanika back and she was talking about um, she had dropped off and started talking about um, communication and uh, Mercury and how it affects our relationships. And (laughs) okay, so y'all got the gist of it. I apologize for that. But um, what I was saying, yeah, what I was saying with Mercury and communication is it's really good to know Mercury's placement because this tells you kind of how to communicate with a partner and not even just a, like a partner. This could be your children, even your parents, your coworkers. Um, the good thing about Mercury is it stays close to the sun. So oftentimes it's in the same sign of whatever sign you were born in, or it's the one right before or the one right after. So you can just kind of guess from there, but um, if it's so, if it's somebody that you work with or like a, you know, a boss or a colleague or something, and you're really just trying to have better communication, sometimes it helps to, oftentimes it helps to know how they think and communicate. And that's Mercury, wherever that placement is, we'll show you that. That always helps in relationships. <laughs> Perfect. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's really the questions that were on here. Um, and you said if someone wanted to learn astrology, where would be the best place to start? Yeah, so where do we start with, with that? <laughs> right. You, you really want to start? start with your own birth chart. Um, from there, I, it's a lot of books. So I started with a book. Um, it's called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need, which that's not necessarily true, but it definitely helps you to understand the planets. And then if you start to kind of pay attention to how people behave during a certain season or um, when certain, like when Mercury goes retrograde and stuff like that, then you'll start to learn yourself. You'll kind of it'll start to make sense more of a, on its own to you. And mm-hmm. then from there, um, you'll just find more to read. And I think, of course, I'll say to follow my page. Um, <laughs> I think some, there's some great astrologers out there that are really teaching. And I think it's important for us to learn on our own, especially to learn to keep up with, like, the moon. Because yeah. specifically as women, we tend to um, be influenced a lot by the moon. Mm-hmm. And so if you know that the moon is somewhere making a harsh aspect to your natal moon or where the moon was at the time of your birth, then you can kind of make sense to why it's not a good day for you, if you will, or the last two days haven't been so fun for you and how you can maybe lean into something a little bit different or do something a little bit different to kind of balance the energy of the moon. Mm. Nice. So I know you were going to go into a a little bit of a forecast, but I did have one question and it might play into your forecast. And I had a question come up um, last night and somebody asked me and I I laughed at a little bit. But then I thought about like, no, this is this is a, a good question. And in regards to everything that we're dealing with, I mean, this question seems to be valid. And this person asked what sign is it that causes people to be racist? <laughs> uh, that is a good yeah, question. That part. Um, one, oh, so, what, <laughs> so one thing that I would say is that it's actually not a sign, for mm-hmm. one. It's more about a planet. And I would probably say it's more likely going to be have Pluto involved and uh, Neptune involved. And so it's more than one planet in its aspects. And the reason that I say this is because Neptune is the planet of like delusions and illusions and um, that kind of thing. Pluto is a planet of power, obsessiveness, control. So really you're looking at a generation of people that were born with Pluto and Neptune making harsh aspects to each other or mm-hmm. people that were born uh, natally with maybe their moon making a harsh aspect to Pluto, or they have um, 
placement in Scorpio because Pluto rules Scorpio. So, it, but it's not about Scorpio as the thing. <laughs> it's more about the planet. So it's not a sign. Sign are just characteristics, and it's mm-hmm. and racism isn't really a characteristic as much as it is a person's overall energy, like a person's overall like. You know, characteristics are more like, you know, your eating habits and stuff like that. This is a whole ideology. This is a whole mm-hmm. mindset, way of life mm-hmm. for people, this whole racism. This mm-hmm. isn't characteristics. This is more about the energy of a planet. And so it's going to be a planet that would involve Pluto and Neptune and that kind of thing um, that would cause somebody to be racist. Wow. So, mm. I hope that answers the question. I, well, it answered it for me because it ain't just about people. It's, it's the energy. It's an idea. It's an idea. It's, it's around you, us. <laughs> yeah. And if you pay attention, it's, you know, they're about the same age group or they were probably, you know, they're raised kind of in the same backgrounds. And it's more about, I think for me, it's the bigger planets, um, the outer planets that move slow. Those mm-hmm. are planets that affect entire generations. Mm. So it's like, you know. Pluto, so probably Jupiter, that, Saturn, Saturn, Virgo, large planets. Gener- mm-hmm. Yeah, like those slower moving planets, Neptune. Um, Neptune takes, what, 13 years in a sign. So yeah. um, that's an entire generation of people. And so, yeah, it's more of the planets and that whole generation and that whole upbringing and that, that than it is just an individual sign. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Give us more good yeah. stuff. What can we expect? What's coming up real quick in the time? So I think that what we can expect, we're going to have a little bit more right now. The reason that I feel like it's been kind of simmering like on a low slimmer, simmer as far as energy goes over the last week or so um, until about the 27th of the month is Aries is a planet of war, of anger, of attitude. It is making a conjunction, which means it's really close and tight to the planet of Neptune. Neptune is delusion, illusion, sleep, dreams, uh, that kind of thing. It rules Pisces. So right now our energy is like womp. Like, nobody's really in fight mode, even though we're seeing the protests. Um, what we're seeing as far as any kind of aggression with the protests, we've, what we've seen is it's actually been delusion. It's actually not been us, the people that are actually protesting, doing those kind of things. It's been because Mars is also the planet of military, law enforcement, armed forces. So it's been a lot of delusion from the military and the armed forces, and which also means a lot of deceit because the lowest form of Pisces, the lowest form of Neptune is deceit. Um, and so with Mars approaching, Mars is the one that's getting caught up in this deceit. So we're going to continue to see more and more that we cannot trust the military, we cannot trust law enforcement, and we really need to stay the hell away from them and, and guard our own. Um, I think we're going to see more of this at the end of the month, uh, the 27th, when the planet Mars gets home in sign of Aries. So now the planet of fight, anger, aggression is in its home sign of Aries that's like, yes, let's fight, let's get angry, (laughs) let's have aggression, and it's going to show out in a military presence. So I definitely think that um, as we head into next month that we will see more of the military trying to flex their muscles. I would not be surprised if there is some kind of um, uh, National Guards called in, more wars, more fighting, just all of that kind of stuff is going to be happening. Also, we're continuing to see a lot of planets, major planets. We have three major planets retrograding in the sign of Capricorn right now. Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn is making its way back. So remember, I said Saturn was the grumpy grandpa. Well, Mm -hmm. Capricorn is grumpy grandpa's house. That's where he lives. This is where he's been laying his traditions, laying his structures, laying his rules for the last 35, 70, 100 Mm. years, and so forth. So anything that's old, anything that's tradition, anything that's limiting, um, we are seeing all of that shit come crumbling down. We still have a few more years because Pluto is going to spend about um, three to four more years in Capricorn. Pluto has come here to destroy so that he can transform all things Capricorn. So when you think about Capricorn, just think about that grumpy grandfather that's been a real traditionalist his entire life. It's government. It's old. Like (laughs) Capricorn is literally associated with the word Capricorn and Saturn are literally associated with the words old, cold, hard, like uh, limit, discipline, maturity, growth. 
But remember, mm. on the other side of all of this, destroying this um, is going to be a reward. It's going to be a complete transformation. It's going to take a while, and Saturn is not happy about this. That's why all of this really came to a boil, because Saturn and Pluto made a conjunction in January. So that's when all of this, you know, they're trying to limit us, they're trying to structure us, they're trying to keep us in our house. And I understand that, you know, I'm not saying COVID is not a real thing, but there's a lot of delusion behind it as well, because Neptune mm-hmm. is in Pisces, Neptune is infections, Neptune is um, diseases and viruses and that kind of thing. So that in Neptune, being in Pisces, this is like Pisces being in a dreamland, like this is a lot of delusion and deceit and can't be trusted when it comes to this virus. And now that Mars is there, it's a lot that can't be trusted when it comes to military, um, law enforcement, um, armed forces, any of that kind of thing. So we, we can't trust that. So, and we're going to, all of that's going to be revealed because Jupiter, which is that cool, super cool uncle that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, that, couple, that uncle has a lot of integrity. He's very honest, and he's very blunt. And so now that Jupiter is retrograding in the sign of Capricorn, what we're going to see is um, the people that we thought had a lot of integrity, because when a planet retrogrades, it's a very introspective time. So what, what's going to be revealed is the people that we thought had a lot of integrity actually don't. And uh, the people mm. that we thought lined up with our own personal beliefs, do not. And we definitely are seeing it because the United States, um, the if you go by the June, um, what the 4th of July, that makes the sun in cancer, which means uh, all of this is happening in the United States, seventh house of relationships. So we're seeing that our relationships with the government are of no integrity. And a lot of us have already known this, but it is just mm-hmm. being completely blasted at this time. Because oh, wow. Pluto's like, here, I'm, I'm transforming all of this. Remember, Scorpio is, it's a very private sign. So these are secrets that we've been able to keep. But Scorpio will keep its own secrets while digging up your secrets. And the thing about it digging up your secrets, it's really here to transform you. Because remember, Scorpio rules the reproductive organs. So this is a place of life and death in the reproductive organs, right? So you can actually make life from there. So in this whole death part, this whole transformation, it's not death without rebirth. So this is really a time for us to kill all this stuff. And what I keep telling my people is that, listen, that let's not worry about what the government's doing. Let's not worry about them and they. They are going to destroy themselves. Pluto yes. has got all that under control. So it's what now what we do need to be taking note of is these corporations that do not line up with our beliefs. And these <laughs> um, traditionals and these traditions and these are things that are going to be around because um, the last time Saturn and Pluto made a conjunction was 35 years ago. Then before that, it was 70 years. And then before that, it was 100 years. Every 35 years or so, they make this conjunction. So these companies that have been around for 35 years or been around for 70 years or this kind of thing, we're going, they're going to continue to be exposed. Over the rest of the summer, I would say um, Jupiter's retrograde until November, I believe. So we'll continue to see that, you know what, this company is full of shit. Or we'll, we'll see that I, they're really standing up for what I believe in. Oh, they're really wow. doing their part. Some people are just show right now. Like, remember, this is a five, six-month transit with Jupiter retrograde. So some people are just, you know, sending out an email to make an announcement. But when it comes time to really do something transformative, because mm-hmm. remember, Nothing. Pluto's here to transform, we're going to see. <laughs> mm. Oh my we God, man! That listen, we have to go. I hate that we have to go because listen, there is so much more uh, to this. And Juanika, oh, I yeah, really so appreciate fun. you. I really appreciate you being a guest and having this conversation with me today. Y'all check Juanika out at uh, on Instagram for more of this stuff at Miss Astrology. She's also at eleven eleven astrology dot com. Woo, my wig is split <laughs> right now. There's and more, so, yes. Nick, yeah, I might you guys have to pay attention and watch the videos. There's yeah. definitely more to come. Just take care of your homes, guys. Take care of yourself, yes. your homes, your neighborhoods, your families. Mm-hmm. All, of, all of that. And with that, you guys, until next time, meet me right here next Wednesday for another great episode with Crystal Ellis from Be Bird Watchers, Spiritual Stones. Till next week, y'all stay safe, stay woke, listen to these planets. Pull your ears back and take care of yourselves, everybody. Thanks. (laughs) Bye, everybody.
Thank you again for listening to Soul Healing Conversations. Please join Roz Kincaid again for another program next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.